RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to another episode of the Gills Real Animals podcast presented by, as always, our good friends at Contender Boats. Again, super excited, uh, so blessed to be able to get my hands on so many great guests here for our podcast listeners. And, and this guy is, is a special cat. We've been friends for many, many, many years. You will know him from his days as the Mogan Man uh, on the very, very popular series, uh, Addictive Fishing. He is now doing Blair Wiggins Outdoors, which uh, we're going to talk about a little bit. So by now, you probably know I am on the phone here with uh, the great Captain Blair Wiggins. How are you, my friend? Doing well, Mike. How are you doing? That was an exceptional introduction. <laughs> <laughs> You're worthy. You're worthy. The Mogan man. I was thinking about that last night when I was I was writing down some notes uh, for this podcast. I was thinking, the Mogan man. I mean, that's such a cool name. Like I don't. You and I have been friends a long time, and 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 I, I even like if my phone rings and it's you calling me, like I don't go, oh, it's Blair. I literally go, oh, it's the Mogan man. I don't know why, but for some reason, dude, it's just, it's just always stuck with me. I mean, I think that's super cool, man. You know, it, it has been a while for sure. The back to the days of the old, uh, the Chuck Lamar tournament. Oh yes. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Back. Wow. Oh, that, that is a long time for sure. For sure. But, yeah. uh, so that was, that was always a fun one. It was a good one. No doubt about it. Let's talk, uh, let's talk quickly about Blair Wiggins outdoors and the direction that you're going with, with your, with your new series and, and, and what's all going on there for our, for our listeners. Well, cool beans, man. Any, any, any of your listeners out there that have been fans of, uh, the old addict, the fishing show, if you're wondering where we were, we, uh, changed it over to Blair Wiggins outdoors and uh, it's it's going to be the same kind of fishing show on TV, but uh, on the website and YouTube and Facebook and all that, the social media end of it. We're going to put up some hunting shows, fishing. We got we went up, uh, for example, we, we were up at Bienville Outdoors shooting some stuff, and actually shot a uh, shot a show cooking mushrooms that uh, Pat Seville, you know, Seville Lures, uh, yeah. a band of ang- band of anglers now. Uh, he was up there, this thing that, uh, got put together. We went up and fished and he, he went out and saw these mushrooms and said, Hey man, I can cook all these mushrooms up here at them. We're like, everybody was like, Oh yeah, stay away from those things, man. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> but no, he was, he actually got me into it too. And doing, uh, like, uh, there's, uh, chanterelles that grow in my yard, even that I didn't even know you could eat, but, uh, you know, all, all sorts of mushrooms that you can, that you can go out and just in your yard and pick sometimes. But uh, but know what you're eating if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Could come with a surprise. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of poisonous ones out there, and there's a lot that won't kill you, but they sure make you wish you were. You know, I mean, it'll it just make you sicker than you can imagine. Oh, yeah, so for sure, definitely know what you're eating, and if you're eating anybody else's, trust what they do. So uh, and, and Patrick knows his stuff. So you're so you're born and raised Florida guy, yeah. Yes. Yep. Born in Lakeland and uh, moved to Cocoa Beach when I was a little kid. And I mean, a little, little kid. And uh, it was like between first and second grade, somewhere around in there. And uh, it was there ever since. Only time I really left, I did my time in the military and then came back to the area. That's right. I forgot. I forgot you were an Air Force guy too, right? Oh, yeah. Did the Air Force for uh, four years active and uh, came out with that big honorable discharge. (laughs) 
Yeah, Literally, was, I think six, 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 six <laughs> years, six years, nine months, three days for me. So uh, well, I forgot that we yeah. had that uh, that Air Force Brotherhood in common. Uh, oh yeah, it's pretty cool. So, so s- stepping into the hunting realm a little bit, are you finding that to be uh, any more challenging than doing the fishing shows? I, I'm a big hunter too, and I've thought about you know filming some of that stuff, and it it just crosses over into you know that's my one place where I get to just go sit in a tree and relax. I'm not sure I want to put a camera in the tree with me where I actually have to worry about you know getting a show and and being on for the camera i sure like just going up there and if i feel like taking a nap taking a nap you know if you if you want to sit all day you sit all day if you it gets cold or windy or rainy and you feel like nope i'm going back to camp you go back to camp so i mean is have you found that to be challenging have you done much of it yet i i would i would imagine if i had any other cameraman other than my son <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get it. it. It could get a little challenging out there because you know it, it's you, you're waiting on the game to show up most of the time, and you're not. You know, I don't. I don't do any dog hunts or anything like that. But uh, most of the time, it's just sitting in a blind. We did a real good deer hunt up at Bienville Outdoors, and uh, you know we were up there culling some deer or some, some does out of the herd because they're just inundated up there right now. And uh, also got a big 13-pointer up there beginning of the season. So that was nice. awesome. Didn't get to film that one, of course. Yeah, of course but, not, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, there's a picture or two of it floating around out there. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to see some of those episodes of of you crossing over a little bit. That's very cool. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's stuff I've always done. And my friends that have known me my whole life have said, you know, why don't you put this where we'd be out duck hunting, snipe hunting, hog hunting, deer hunting, do, you know, doing something other than just fishing. Um, and they're like, you know, why don't you ever put this on, on your show? And like, well, cause it's a fishing show, you know, it's addictive fishing. And, you know, we might be able to on, on waypoint, we're going to be able to sneak in the, not sneak in. We'll be able to put the hunting shows up on waypoint. And we're streaming on there. Right. Um, Batman Valley and Discovery doesn't let us put hunting shows up. So, uh, if you want to see the hunting part of it too, that's a, that'll be on Waypoint uh, TV. Nice. Uh, so that app you can app you can download. Yeah, yeah that's so, good stuff. Uh, WaypointTV.com. That's where all the best shows are for sure. Oh yeah, man. Uh, sure. CA is there. All the you know Spanish Lie, all the Jose stuffs up there. So it's a uh, it's a it's a great app just to go turn on TV and leave on and watch. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So so let's dive into. Um, now that we're caught up with Blair a little bit, let's let's dive into what, you know, when we talked last, last time we did the podcast, we were promoting this clam restoration project, this incredible vision you had, um, CCA Florida involved with you as well. And, and that's really the reason, the big reason I wanted to bring you in today, um, other than I always love to talk to my buddy, but, you know, to, to kind of let our listeners know where we're at, you know, how they can continue to help, how they can do more, what does Blair need moving forward, you know, and just kind of see how this, how this vision of yours, this incredible vision, which I give you a, a ton of credit for, because any of these types of environmental projects that you take on take a ton of work and a ton of energy. Um, and, and I don't think people know how busy fishing guides and TV show hosts, you know, everybody just sees the end product and think we're living the life of Riley and how easy it is, but we're, you know, constantly grinding and, and to take on an environmental, um, project like a clam restoration project. I mean, it just, um, I'm in awe of your energy and your passion here, my friend. So hoping we can get you some help here. Where, where do we stand? 
Um, I tell you, it, it's kicking butt. I mean, we are, we're doing great. We're since 2019, actually we put our first clams in, in 2020. So we're, we're three years basically into putting the clams out and, uh, it is, it's, it's working as planned as I visioned it. Uh, you know, cause back in, you know, I give you the little background back, uh, Shoot, I'll, I'll even go a little bit further back if you don't mind. No, go ahead. <laughs> back back when I was a kid in the Banana River, we used to have the best oyster beds you've ever seen in your entire life, and uh, I used to actually get lobster out of the uh, off the oyster beds here in the Banana River when I was a kid. Wow! And uh, back about nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty, eighty one. All the oysters that got in such high demand, uh, the the oyster farmers from down south and all the oyster harvesters, dredgers, whatever you want to call them, the, the commercial guys, brought a ton of barges up here to the Banana River and harvested so many oysters that uh, looking back, it, it's hindsight 2020 now that I know what happened. <clears throat> they actually took the oysters down to a point of non-sustainability. They didn't take all the oysters when they came, but they took uh, tons and tons of oysters out of Banana River to the point where the oyster drills and all the uh, the Florida crown conks took over. Everything that eats oysters took over because they were, they were outnumbered by the predators. Uh, when I got back here out of the Air Force, there was no oysters left whatsoever. Um, you know, you, you might find one here and there, but nothing like it used to be. Um, and uh, I was like, wow, no oysters left. Look what, the, look what happened. Overharvest and took all, took all of them. So fast forward to when I got my captain's license and started guiding up in the Indian River, Banana River, and saw the clamors. You know, when I first started guiding, there was like maybe five or six clamors out there in the Indian River. And about five, well, three or four years into it, uh, you literally had to get to the boat ramp two hours before sunlight just to get a parking space somewhere near where you, where you put your boat in because all the clamors in the Indian river, they were, they were raping the river of all the clams. And I'm, I'm, I was screaming my head off back then. And, but you know, I was just, uh, I was just a fishing guide back then. It, it, uh, it didn't matter what I said. The scientists were like, you know, no problem. It's, we got plenty of clams. So eventually we had to claim, uh, crash in 2009, it literally went from, and these are numbers, I'm, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's this drastic. It went from like 10 million pounds of clams harvested down to like 500 pounds of clams harvested. And, oh. and, and, and when I'm talking millions of pounds, um, it's not the clam shell included. That was just the clam meat after it was taken out of the wow. shell. Jesus. So that's what they were weighing up. So you can, it was, it got estimated that the industry took about 9.2 billion wild clams out of the uh, Indian River Lagoon system. So then we had our freeze in 2011 that, that basically killed everything <laughs> in the river. It's not funny, but I mean, it killed it manatees to sea turtles to to fish we never knew we had in the river, um, and there was nothing to filter out all the nutrients from the from the rotting fish and all the nutrients that got pumped in. So. The brown algae took over, blacked the water out for a couple of years, which in turn killed all of our grass. Uh, so there was nothing in there. And, we, you know, just to start to get it back, I, I had to try to do something. So I got together with, <coughs> excuse me, I got together with uh, Lisa Fitzgerald. We know Lisa very well. Hall of Famer. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, she said, okay, let me see who I can get together and uh, let's have a meeting. So we got together with, uh, with you know, CCA, put it together with, you know, Frank and everybody at the head of CCA. Um, Whitney Labs came in, University of Florida was there, FWC was there. Uh, and we put our heads together and came up with a project, the clam project. And to date now, and I'll go ahead and shorten the story up now. Um, to date now we've put out about, I would say 17 to just over 17 million clams back in the, uh, back in the water. Wow. Now, and what, what happened with the clams was the same thing that happened with the oysters. They took them down to a point of non-sustainability, still had a few left, but they weren't enough left for them to repopulate. So, that's that's been the goal of the Indian River Clam popular Indian River Clam Restoration Project, uh, because without clams, we're going to have dirty water. Our water doesn't flush over here, as everybody knows, and it uh, it stays in here and it'll get stagnant. And when you have something like a, a fish kill or anything like that, there's nothing left to to filter that water out. Right. It just kind of stagnates and it's just like fertilizer for the brown algae and it just explodes, or the, you know, the xenobacteria, and then it turns into the black algae that blacks the sunlight out. So, so what, but luckily, what's the plan? I mean, what's, what's the, what's on the horizon here for your clam restoration project? What do we, what do you do next? Are you going to just, I mean, is it just to keep chopping wood or is there something that you're trying well, to ramp well, up? Well, the data that we have going now is showing that the pod, that the clam beds that we've put out now, I put out back in uh, 2020 and, uh, and and beyond all the way till just we put some out just a week and a half ago. But the first clam beds that we put out are spawning clams. Uh, when they do the water test near it, it shows significant water improvement, quality improvement. And usually every time they're doing water tests, they're finding villagers in the water column, which are clam larvae. And there was no clam larva when we first started putting these clams out. And I've had people that are wading, wade fishing around the clam beds that we put out years ago now. And they're finding thousands of baby clams. So it's working. It's repopulating. And uh, the water's getting cleaner. And we're actually getting grass back now. So in, in certain areas, it's, it's nowhere near what it was. But there's, there's grass, uh, you know, restoration projects going on as well. Is there any indications, any any conversations you've had with people on a on a realistic, you know, when you can expect to really start to feel? Obviously, we're, you're seeing signs of it, but is there a, you know, when you're talking about seagrass coming back to an area, especially, you know, as near and dear to my heart as that place is, because it's such a beautiful and unique estuary, is there is there any scientific information coming your way about when? You know, things may be back to, you know, some kind of sexy no. level. No. Um, and, you know, it, it breaks my heart every time I go up and down 95, man. It's just construction site after construction site yeah. and, you know, hundreds of acres and houses. And, you know, they're all going to go on septic tanks. And you just got to educate the people, that, you know, about their septic tanks to keep it, if they're on septic, to keep it, you know, clean and you know, it's education over here since, like I said, since our water doesn't flush over here. Uh, Dr. Todd Osborne from the University of Florida says it the best over here. The Indian River Lagoon system is, is dying from a thousand cuts. Right. And we're putting band-aids on a 
as many cuts as we can with the Indian River Clam Project. Nick Sanzone, he's got his clam project with seagrass, and I understand you just had a, a, a guy on doing seagrass restoration. And yep. um, you know, there's a lot of little projects going on that's putting band aids on these thousands of cuts. But when you got a weed eater going making more cuts out there, it's tough to keep up. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I, I so struggle with it. Um, you know, uh, when I got out of the military, I was in the construction business. Um, the company that I started when I got out of the military is still open. My business partners still run it and, and wanting them to thrive, you know, wanting them to have plenty of work and, um, you know, to keep six crews busy and all that stuff. But it, it's such a double-edged sword, Blair, because you, you, you see the amount of pressure it's putting on the fishery. You see the changes in the water quality, you know, the yards that end up fertilized and the amount of extra brake dust that you're adding to the roadways. I mean, it's just, and we're just compounding this problem. And I don't, God, I just don't know what the easy answers are. You know, I, I would love to just build a, a border wall up on, you know, right there across Florida, Georgia line, be like, nope, we're good. We're full. You know, we, we just let the trucks through that are bringing the party supplies and the rest of y'all just stay out, you know? Yeah, finish, the, finish the canal and let it float off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, we like it the way it is, but uh, we don't. I don't know that I like the vision, the direction that we're headed in, and, and I don't know what the answers are to all that. I really don't. Yeah, it, it's tough. Just, uh, you know, better education and better, you know, people taking care of the environment instead of abusing it so much. You know, you, you, you don't think that three drops of gas that comes out of your tank going into the water does anything. But, you know, if, if you got 100 people filling up at that gas pump and everybody, you know, just three drops here, four drops there, it adds up after after time. You know, you just got to you got to think about the small things because it's a, once again, it's a thousand cuts that's killing our environment. Yeah, that's a great uh, that's a great saying. I'm probably going to steal that for some of my radio uh, conversations because we we talk about this stuff all the time, and it's one of the worst things about being in the media, I think, um, especially the radio side of it, where you you know people work so hard, Blair, to you know to to be able to buy a boat and and to be able to buy rods and reels and bait and tackle and. You know, and, and, and they look they work so hard during the week to look forward to those days when they have off and they can go enjoy fishing. You know, it's the most popular sp- per, uh, you know participation sport in the country. Um, so it, it it's it's it, it, you know when when I get on the radio or I get on the podcast, we're talking about negative things to our estuaries. It pains me because I just want to talk about the love of the sport. I just want to talk about, you know, father and son or father and daughter or mom and son or mom and daughter on the water on Saturday or the whole family on the water on Saturday enjoying this beautiful estuaries that Florida, you know, gives us. But I feel if we, you know, once you're given a voice, if you don't talk about it, if you don't air it out a little bit, then, you know, people just, they're oblivious to it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just a double-edged sword. I always want to be positive about the sport and about the fishery and, and all that stuff. But sometimes, again, you almost wonder if you weren't put in this position to, you know, air it out a little bit and, and let your voice be heard. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure let mine be heard a few times over this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know what? It's it, I'm super, I mean, I don't mean to sound, you know, I'm not trying to sound like a father figure here or anything because obviously we're just, you know, longtime friends. But I'm really proud of you in, you know, obviously the success you've had with, with you know, addictive fishing and, and just in general, you know, a very accomplished 
guide, a very accomplished tournament angler, uh, winning several big tournaments, you know, uh, what you've been able to do with your shows and, and the amount of people that you're able to reach. And then to take this time to dive into this huge project, Blair, is Again, I just, I don't know that people understand, you know, the amount of time and effort it takes. I know that I do, and I'm, I'm one that really appreciates the, the effort. How do, how do people get involved and, and help the movement for, uh, you know, saving the Indian River over there? Well, they can, they can go to our website, which is the Indian River Clam Restoration Project, all spelled out, lowercase, dot org. Um, and there's a, there's donate buttons there. You can go to CCA's website, look at the, you know, approach up the clam project there. Um, they have ways you can get to donate there. Um, but there, there are all sorts of ways. There's the Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the social media sites were out there. Blair Wiggins and, Outdoors. Uh, Blair Wiggins Outdoors. I think you can get there. Yeah. You should be able to get from there the website. There. Yeah. Blair Wiggins Outdoors.com. Yeah. yeah. I figured it's probably yeah. up there. So what's uh, what's on the agenda next for Blair? What's what's Blair filming next? What can uh, what can what can people look forward to seeing uh, out of Blair Wiggins Outdoors? Well, I I got a new boat sponsor coming in, and uh, you know I've, I I say that I could have gone to you know there was there's a lot of different boat companies out there, and I fished in Texas a little bit out there. Well, I'd say quite a bit, and. Uh, they have a style boat out there that's a cat boat and I have stepped into what I think is just an absolute fishing machine. It's a, it's called a deck cat. Um, you know, my, after polling for as many years as I have, I don't pull much anymore. Plus the redfish over here in Mosquito Lagoon, they're not tailing much anymore because there's not much grass. Hopefully it'll come back. But, uh, you know, so it's a, it's a big flats boat that basically gets a nine inches, nine, nine and a half inches of water. And, uh, I cannot wait to get into it. It's a Texas style boat, um, kind of set up like a, you know, set up like a Shoalwater or Simmons, uh, Simmons custom boat SCB and, uh, absolutely love them. Got plenty of room on it. I'm, I'm getting, you know, lights in it to go on the flats down in the keys and do some, uh, do bully netting and all that kind of good stuff this summer. So, and we'll be filming all that good stuff. Like, uh, like, you know, folks wanted to see, so, I mean, it's fun. I'll show you how, how I do it. Nice. When when is when is your when do you launch? Are you uh, second quarter, third quarter this year? What what do you? Uh, where can people find Blair Wiggins Outdoors coming up here? Uh, you're definitely going to be able to find it on Waypoint TV because we're on there 52 weeks a year, and uh, we'll start on Bally Sports in April, and uh, there'll all there'll be 13 new shows on that, and we have some show we got shows starting on Discovery, uh, what in a week and a half next week? Nice week nice. and a half. So, and, uh, so that'll be a couple, we got a couple of great shows too. We went out with, uh, Mike Avalon out of, uh, Naples. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lordy. We went out about 85 miles and to the, to the dinosaur grounds and we could not get some of these grouper off the bottom. It was absolutely <laughs> incorrect. And you know, you're not going to see all that during the show because I must've busted off, you know, 15 or 20 and that's after fighting them for a good three, four five minutes and just to try to get them up that, that. 15, 20 foot to start pulling them up. And, uh, you don't see the AJs that we caught. You might see a few of those, but you know, everything else that we caught down deep. And, uh, at the end of the day, I pulled about a 40 pound cubby from 240 feet and it about killed me. I got him. We got him (laughs) into the boat. I, I ended up, you know, on my back on the boat, 
I was uh, my whole body was like cramped up. It Mike, was you gotta be you gotta be ready. When you go fishing with Mike Mike Gavin on there out of Naples, you better yeah, you better be ready to go. You better be ready to go. I I filmed a show with him too and he put a he put a butt whooping on me and then tried to, to sugar me up a little bit on the way back in. He stopped and I caught a permit because he knows I'm really like to catch permits. So after he beat me half to death, he's like, Oh look, Mike, here's a permit. You love those. I'm like, You just saved just saved our friendship, pal. <laughs> oh man, his, his Instagram post. I don't know if you follow him. On I do, of course. Not, but he's he's got some great Instagram posts every day. Comes, all right, time to show you the cooler. <laughs> yeah, when he goes live, yeah, no doubt. Well, that's he good. Actually, he actually knocked knocked one off my bucket list that you'll get to see this year. It's, uh, it was a uh, not a giant one, but it was a, a beautiful African pompano. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's he's so, good at that stuff. Uh, Such a talented guy out oh, of that yeah. part of our state. There's no doubt. I've been doing it a long time. So he's a contender guy as well. So him and I uh him and I spend a lot of time together. So good stuff. Blair Wiggins, I certainly appreciate again what you're doing. Um appreciate our friendship, appreciate the time today, and uh appreciate you giving the listeners an opportunity to get involved and help you out, brother. Well, I do appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for letting me talk about the Clam Project and the new uh, Blair Wiggins Outdoors Project. Anybody that hasn't gone to the website, if you would go there and uh, like, subscribe, and all that stuff on all our social media sites, it definitely help us out. Yeah, no doubt. Blair Wiggins Outdoors, uh, he's one of my favorite people in the business. We've been friends a long time. And uh, check him out, follow him. If you if you don't know Blair Wiggins by now, you've been living under a rock because he's a, he's a legend in the industry. So uh, make sure you uh, refollow the new Blair Wiggins Outdoors. You won't be disappointed. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk soon. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you. I'll see you soon. All right, partner. Be good. Boy, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. The Mogan Man. He'll always be the Mogan Man to me. Captain Blair Wiggins. Blair Wiggins Outdoors. Wanted to get you guys caught up on that clam project he's doing over there. The... uh, it's such an incredible fishery over there, something that's near and dear to my heart. I spent a lot of time over there on the Redfish Tournament Trail. I've had a lot of great days in there catching 30, 40, 50 redfish in, in just a morning on some incredible grass that's just no longer there. So it's 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 a really important project that Blair got started over there, and it's making a big difference. So super good stuff. The Gills Real Animals podcast is always brought to you by or presented by our good friends at Contender Boats and we're available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, ritampabay.com and Spotify. Remember to subscribe, rate and review. That's really important. Your subscription definitely helps us out and the ratings help as well. Um, Remember you can follow us on Facebook. The Real Animals Facebook page is Real Animals Fishing Show. Our Instagram is Real Animals TV. On TikTok Captain Mike Anderson, Real Animals TV there as well. So make sure you give us to follow. Uh, We'll have more great podcasts coming your way. Again, we always try to drop them uh, every other Tuesday. We do the best we can with that. Sometimes we're really on it and sometimes we drag a little bit depending on my shoot schedule. But uh, we got some great people lined up coming your way. So make sure you stay tuned in and we always appreciate you listening. Thank you. Have a great day.